Okay, welcome along. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. This is the Fact Podcast. We bring you facts, things that we have learned through the internet and perhaps even books today. Who'd have thought? Uh, my name's Dan. I'm with Connor and our quest for a new co-host yeah. continues. It's brought us into the hallowed halls of New York University. NYU Connor, just tell us what you can see around you. What's your first thoughts being in a uni? It feels like school. It, it, it's flashbacks of a time that I didn't enjoy very much. But we're here. And we're going to be at university again, I think, doing something as good as this. You know, this will be my last time. So the, the aim is we've come stateside. We're chatting to so many different people to try and test out a new co-host to see who can replace we've Mark. We've got a variety as well, haven't we? A variety of people. And we've, we're top of the tree, right? Yeah. Right now? Yeah, yeah, top of the tree. Yeah, top of the tree. Top of the tree. <laughs> 
50 likes then your mate's uploaded the same photo of the same night and he gets 100 likes. That's an example, I think. I've been there before. Is it? I once had, right, as an example, Claire, okay. I, I once had an actual photo that I uploaded that I got, like, 100 likes and then my friend uploaded the exact same photo and he got, like, 250 likes. And that was at a time where I was very social media, like, you know. It really affected me, actually. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I was like, why don't people not love me? That's a big question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if science can answer that. For a different day. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. We are going to bring you three facts each. We have gone through the internet, sometimes social media, so it's Claire, and books. I'd hope books for you. you like I have read a book, yeah, before. <laughs> <laughs> so have I. I use Twitter really loads for facts. Amazing. Uber facts, good. Yeah, not all real though. Not all real, and I tend not to check if they are real facts. Excellent. So we'll just bring them today and see what we think. Your job listening is just to, to decide whether they are worth remembering or if they should be chucked into the big bin of nonsense. Yeah, we've got the big bin of nonsense, by big the bin. way. Okay, great. So it could just be a nonsense fact in the bin. Love it. Yeah. Connor, kick it off. Okay, I'm going to kick it off with something fun. Um, McDonald's. Do you like a McDonald's? I don't. I'm a vegetarian. Okay, yeah. yeah. Not great for the veggies. Bad no. for veggies, yeah. Well... This might work for you because McDonald's okay. invented a sweet-tasting type of broccoli. What? Would you like to know more? Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on. You'd like I, to I am more. also a vegetarian and enjoy broccoli. Right. So this was in a bid to trick some people into eating vegetables, especially children. Uh, the restaurant chain tinkered with science to create broccoli which tasted like bubblegum. Yeah, it tasted like bubblegum. The customers weren't into it one bit. Uh, so real broccoli is obviously delicious. I like broccoli. I was like, that sounds worse than regular broccoli. Yeah, yeah. Broccoli. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's actually like a broccoli-shaped thing and an actual broccoli, but was injected with bubblegum flavouring somehow and flavours on the outside and it tasted like bubblegum. What were the... I mean, it's not around the restaurants now. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't last at all, but they gave it a good shot and everyone hated it. The customers yeah. hated it. But then, you know, it's that brain thing, isn't it, as well? It's like, like if you taste... If you eat something that doesn't taste how it should taste, you're not going to enjoy it. Because they, they've done this before. I remember, like, tuna was a thing where you could fry tuna or grill it to, ta- to have the consistency of steak, but it tasted like tuna or watermelon, something like that. Uh... <laughs> Claire, like this is this is a, a like a meta like a comparison that you're like yeah yeah. Um, McDonald's is kind of like social media for your gut, right? For your health. <laughs> no, it it is exactly like social well, media for your gut. Yeah, like social media is like McDonald's for your brain. Uh huh? social media is like McDonald's for your brain. Yes, exactly. Your attention span. Yeah, so yeah, because they're both um what we call super normal stimuli. Oh. Yeah, so basically um. There are things that we like preferentially attend to in our lives, right? So evolutionarily, we really wanted to eat like fatty, rich foods because food was really scarce evolutionarily. And if we then didn't have a meal for a while, the fat would help sustain us. Um, But like, um, I literally don't even know what they're called. A McBurger? Is that a thing? That's not a thing. A Big Mac. (laughs) A Big Mac. That's what it's called. A McChicken is always a A McChicken. Okay. Or McSpicy. Either either of those, right? There's so much fattier and richer than anything that ever like ever could have been like hunter gathered, right? But our brains are like, we should still eat that, right? And so we eat it to excess, basically. Social media is very, very similar. Yeah. I like the comparison here. That's a good comparison. Thank you very much. We say it again? McDonald's is a what? I can't remember what I said. Neither can I, but it was like, good. Like, social media is the McDonald's for your brain. Yeah, exactly. It's a short-term hit for long-term disappointment and, and ill health. Do you know what? It's always the thing as well with a Mac is you eat it, 
and you instantly feel yeah, you like regret it. That's why, yeah, no. And you're like, why did I do that? So we were. Talk- I love the moment. We, we were talking about bubblegum broccoli, right? Yeah. So, uh, and you, you said something about tuna trying to be steak. No, so I got, I got, I just remembered it was. So, it was a lockdown thing when I noticed it. It was on TikTok. Amazing. Yeah. And believe everything you see on TikTok. I know. And I did try, <laughs> and it was great. So they were trying to create a steak alternative mm-hmm. for veggies. Okay. So it was watermelon. Okay. But on the barbecue, you grill it. So you grill watermelon. Sounds great. And it becomes the consistency of what a steak is. That's yeah. the part I don't believe. And it was it was incredible. It wasn't quite the consistency of steak, but it was really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. But you- it also kind of made me feel a little bit sick. Because oh. like, it's watermelon, it's a bit weird, and it's on the grill, and it's hot, and it, you know. Like, I, I don't know about you, Claire, when I first started being a vegetarian, you, I spent a lot of the early times, like, f- f- fascinated and focused on trying to find meat replacements, mm-hmm. and then you just get over it. And it's like, yeah. I eat vegetables, full vegetables now. Mm. I don't really want bubblegum broccoli. Bubblegum broccoli. There you go. McDonald's come up with it as well. Only McDonald's would create a lovely, lovely, healthy thing into bubblegum. For real. Yeah, kids hated it, people hated it. There you go. Connor, sit back and expand your mind. Yeah. Open your ears. Okay. Claire, when you are ready, present us as if we were in a lecture. You know, I would have to pay a lot of money to do it in NYU. Yeah, you would. (laughs) Yeah, loads. We're getting this for nothing. Pro no bono, my friend. Yeah. What's your first fact, Claire? Take it away. All right. So um, this is like perfect coming straight off of McDonald's. So New York... Uh, is famous, right, for having lots of mom and pop restaurants, right? Not super fast foodie. So it turns out that if you ate dinner at a different restaurant in New York every single day, it would take you 77 years to eat your way through all five boroughs. Do you know what? It is so funny that you say that because literally today, wasn't it? We was walking down one of the we, streets. We started doing it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We started. We're still going to be here seventy-seven years later. And I was walking down. And I was like, I can't believe how many restaurants. Like London is terrible for it, but New York is like a different world. It's amazing. Like yeah. I love it. That yeah. kind of stresses me out. Like it, yeah. it gives me a little like um like collector's anxiety almost. Yeah. I'm like I'm never going to be able to do it. But well, I really struggle. Uh, definitely in the recent years, I think post COVID, making decisions. Okay. Mm, I'm mm-hmm. really bad with making decisions. I never used to be, but now I'm like, am I making the right decision? If I go to this restaurant, should I have gone to this restaurant? Like we have a thing in the UK called fish and chips. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get that in New York. I think you can. Yeah, fish and chips, really good in the UK. There's like really good fish and chips restaurants. Okay. And I went to one literally the week before we come here and it took me at least an hour to decide. And then I'm walking to one and I'm like, Oh, but the other one looks really good. Maybe I should go to this oh. one. So I would be terrible in New York. So with social media and learning, this might be a bit of a jump, but what Connor's talking about there, do you think that might come from almost the choice, the uh, overabundance of choice that we have on something like Netflix? You know? Yeah. Because I sit there on Netflix on, on of a night and I'm sure everyone does this. I start a film and think this is and the I wrong just, one for and, me. Yeah, there's yeah. so many. And like it's 20 minutes later. And then you know what you do? And I can guarantee you do this. I watch something that I've already seen. Yep. I watch another episode of The Office. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is, again, this is, you're literally like, you guys are joking. You're like, I didn't never go to uni. Um, but like, you're nailing all of these like psychological phenomena. Would There's... you like me to teach your students? Yeah, come on. I would happily attempt that. <laughs> I'd let them know what's going on. I would love to see that. Actually. Day one, lesson one, making watermelon taste like steak. <laughs> would you like to see me teach some students about the brain? No, you, you're the type of person that... You know, they'd go to the University of Life. 
Yeah, you, the school of hard knocks. Yeah. 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 You, you think this is the real sp- world? You think this is the real world? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't know you're born. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that translates well to Americans, but that's a big thing over in the UK. Yeah. Is what? Well, like a bald man called Gary, probably on Facebook, who's got a, a, like a bulldog or a Union Jack tattooed on his chest. His education, he'll put the University of Life. Oh, I think I've seen this yeah. before. Yeah. So, you, you were saying something very interesting. Yes. About so, why we were very intelligent. Yes. De- decisions and choices. So there's a thing called choice paralysis, which is basically where when you have too many options, your brain doesn't know what to do. Right. Which is really counterintuitive. You would think if you walk into like an ice cream store, you'd be able to find something you like mm. if there were 30 flavors rather than four. Mm. But your brain will actually be happier and you're more likely to be satisfied with your choice if there were only four options. Four? Is that the magic number? No, just, oh, okay, just lower. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm learning loads. Yeah? I'm loving it. If school was like this... Yeah, you know, you're just recording a podcast. Would uh-huh. you? Would you have stayed and done so well? Turkey Twizzlers at lunch and this during the day. Good to go. Yeah, Turkey Twizzler. We'll get onto that later. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, not as a vegetarian. Definitely not up your street. But back in school days, it was turkey, a good one. Yeah, Turkey Twizzlers. What you what you could buy? They were cheap and very processed. It was turkey twizzled up. And then do you know the chef Jamie Oliver. You heard of Jamie Oliver? Uh, yes. Big yes. UK chef, right? Yeah, yeah, Came yeah. in and ruined or made school food healthy. Um, and he's not welcome on the podcast for that okay. reason. Sorry, he's Jamie. Asked, he's asked loads. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, obviously. Good fact 77 years. So you best get started, people. If you want to uh, have some food in New York, get yourself over. You've got 77 years to do it all. Where should we start? Ooh, really good question. Um, Honestly, oh yeah, definitely the Times Square Olive Garden is the most American experience you could ever have. Um, Honestly, I would say try some of the um, like food carts. They are so good. Really? On the side of the street? Yeah, they're really good. There's one. uh, Are they included in the 77? They are. Although again, so I have to like give the boundaries of this as a statistic. This would be like if... New York was frozen in time, right? So, oh yeah, like in this hypothetical situation. In this hypothetical, yeah. it's not taking into account restaurants closing and opening and blah blah blah. It would yeah, take yeah. you longer. It's not some very old like falafel man. Yeah, like, exactly. On the food truck. Um, falafel. but yeah, there's um falafel man. There's a there's like so many good ones. Like any of the um like kebab places or like there's um. Like, you definitely have to get a hot dog at some point because that's, you got to do that. Claire, I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. So we've all passed a lot of these food things on the mm-hmm. corner of the streets. And there's a thing that a lot, uh, the, the podcast knows about it, but the digestion, mm. my side. Mm. I see those kebabs and it already causes me problems yeah. and I haven't even eaten the thing. <laughs> you know, that's like 40 minutes of your life gone. It looks great, but I know that might be the situation. Mm. Is that the situation? Um, or can I go for it and you tell me I'm going to be fine? I think you can go for it. I and think if it's bad, I'll come back to you and ask why you, you can just me. punch me in the face. Great. That's out. There we go. Great. <laughs> right, let me bring you my first fact. Did you know the first balloons were made out of animal bladders? And the first balloon animals were made out of animal intestines. <sighs> I did not know that. Why would you? Why would anyone? <laughs> Unless you were specifically looking for strange facts for a podcast. When were these Well, the Aztecs. Okay. Sorry? The Aztecs. Right. Yeah? Just a year. Just a year? What what year were the Aztecs? Oh, God, you're going to embarrass me. I was an anthropology minor and I really don't remember. So the Mayans, was it the Mayans (laughs) that were around for ages? Or the Incas? Hold on. Right. I'm not 
anthropology. Yeah. What is that? Then? Study of hu- like human, human humanity, like yeah. culture, civilization. Right. So yeah. on the Aztecs as well. That is <laughs> Mexico. No, they were from Mexico. Uh, like South America. Yeah. Just the year, guys. Maya, Inca, Aztec, all South America. Um, I have no idea. Let me ask Siri. Hey Siri, when were the Aztecs alive? Definitely, I think it was like fifteen hundreds. Fourteenth century. Oh, so thirteen hundreds. Right. The Aztecs. <laughs> the Aztecs are thought from thirteen hundreds, don't you know? Of course, are thought to be the very first people in history to make balloon animals out of the bowels of cats. They were presented, of course they were presented to the gods. They got away with so much in the name of presenting it to gods as a sacrifice, by the way. The bowels were cleaned, turned inside out, sewn with a special vegetable thread, and they were, they were left to dry in the sun, and then they, because they were left to dry in the sun, they would inflate and expand, and then they would be manipulated into various forms. You, you, you raised your eyebrows at the same point as me. The vegetable thread was interesting. Yeah. I was like, what is that? I'd like more details on that. I d- I, well, I, c- I can give you <laughs> three words, special vegetable thread. Amazing. So, I imagine maybe something like maize. Because uh, I feel like there might have been an abundance of that kind of crop yeah. there. And, mm. and they were just making threads out of maybe grasses and wheats and i guess it make so it would dry out and then you could blow it up yeah and it would naturally inflate because it's getting hotter so it would be expanding a bit i've had um things that i've used instead of balloons before yeah you done that before you knew straight away didn't you yeah you see claire was there that, that's what you're doing you're, you're bringing that no, but that's that the only thing that I, I, i've done that once <laughs> this is like a prestigious place for that's a, what you're, that's for, what you're for doing for a birthday yeah that was good. I have to apologise for that, Claire. Yeah, well. Well, there you go. Um, I thought it was relatable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's the Sorry, most, that, what's the most creepy bit about... Yeah, what's yeah. the most creepy bit? Uh, the cats. Yeah, Why is it a cat? I don't oh, know. You, you said you loved cats. I love, I love cats. I love, I love <laughs> cats. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> no. no. Clapped cats, rather. Oh, Do you have a cat? I don't even like regular balloons that much. That didn't answer your question. No, I don't. I'm actually deathly allergic, but I love them. Like, they'll kill me, but I love them. Oh, you don't like balloons? I don't like balloons, but I love cats. They freak you out a little bit. I don't love balloons. Yeah, they freak me out. Yeah, my my girlfriend is a bit freaked out. Is it the sound? No, I I don't know. I think it's the blowing it up thing that she doesn't like. I don't know why, but I think it freaks her out. It's It's the anticipation. Yeah. Of the, of the pop. I've spoken to a like. lot of scientists and they say that's the best way to think about the universe after the Big Bang. And the fact that we're expanding, it's like a balloon almost expanding into itself. So everything's getting bigger from that initial uh, inhale. There you go. Take that home with you. Interesting. I'm coming into NYU and dropping bombs like that. I'm concerned <laughs> about um, the taste of the cat bladder. Oh, no. Because your lips I don't, are think, I don't think they're eating them. Maybe no, your lips... Oh, it's a right. taste to yeah, a balloon. Okay. You know that kind of like plasticky rubber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, science, that. There you go. I will say right now, I think my second fact might be the best fact. Right. But what's your second fact, Connor? I like a good way of saving money. Do you like a good way of saving money? It's cost um, of living crisis. Pardon? Cost of living crisis. Yeah, we've got that in the, you got that. You got that in New York as well. In New York City? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's Famously happening, so. <laughs> happening in the UK right now. Oh, yeah. Lure pack, butter. 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 Blur pack, it's called. Butter. Expensive. Yeah. Eggs here, so expensive. Ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like 
Is this a fact? No, no, it's just a discussion of the cost of living okay, crisis. Great. Okay, uh, sorry. Is that what this podcast's about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll link into why we should save money. A man once wore 60 shirts, nine pairs of pants on an 11 and a half hour flight from China to Africa to avoid extra fees. I like, and I can, I, I think that you, Claire, you need a vision as well, Joey Tribbiani in Friends. Yeah. So I've never seen Friends. Okay, yeah. It's, I know. There's a generate. There, there is a, there is a, that some people don't do it. Which is fine. I because I was, I was enjoying you, Claire. So upset. It's yeah. because you probably. I, but my girlfriend had never seen it either, and it was. Well, that's interesting for your girlfriend. It was a moment. You could probably avoid it. Yeah. I think growing up in the UK, very hard to avoid. What? Reruns like, were on all the time. Adam's nodding over there. It's like, yeah. yeah. Very, very hard to avoid. <laughs> friends reruns, right? Oh, Channel 4, just, Comedy Central. I'm friends. getting back onto it. Right. Um, just, just move on. He wore six. There we go. Yeah. Right. So I, I think you, Claire, would appreciate this because it's like your life is effectively a mind hack, right? It's like a life hack. Your, your, your job as a doing a PhD and becoming like very smart is like, how can I figure out ways to like make everything better? Like almost yeah. game the system. How can I work out an answer for this problem? Yeah, totally. You have chosen social media. Yes. Or social media has chosen you. Uh, and like, I appreciate this, and surely you must too. In that this dude wants to save cash, so he's just lumping it all on. I, I, ju- I just, I'm laughing because in the three years that we've been doing this podcast, the best way that he has navigated from fact into the guest being interested in it is that there. We've got okay. amazing shirts, eleven pants, and somehow you've connected it. I think, clothes. I think you would appreciate yeah. that, right? Yeah. Life of- hacks. What do you, what do you, what do you think about this? I can't even imagine how uncomfortable I would be. Sixty shirts. That's. It- Bonkers, and you know as well. I absolutely baffling. Some might say baffling. Hey, is that the name of the book? Yeah, (laughs) I think he's got a wife called like Brenda, and she's like Paul. (laughs) Have a day off, mate. Oh, great. Like, so, it's, it's a question. Why, why are you wearing? Do you know what I mean? You, she's the, sick of it. The image of him walking through the airport with a wife is yeah, the yeah. funny. Who's like normal yeah. is the funniest thing she's I can there, imagine. She's like dragging her little carry on. Like. She's like, oh my god. And he's there like, I've, I've beat the system. At the risk of making you alienate some people, right? He, what did you say, Brenda and Paul? Let's do Brenda and so Paul. Like, like, I feel like it's a Paul thing. It's kind of like your average Joe. Yeah. Like that's the name of your average Joe in Britain. Yeah. It's like, oh, Brenda and Paul. Oh, you know, go to Benidorm on their holidays. What's what? What would that be for someone in New York? Like, what's the average oh, mum av- and dad name? Do you average reckon? mum and dad name. Like to, to um, be, slightly be judged as maybe a bit common. Huh. I feel like Gary. Yeah, yeah, Gary. Gary um, would be a pretty common one. Gary. For girls. Oh, for moms, though? I can think of, like, for my age. I feel like it's, like, Sophia is the most oh, common. No, that's too fancy. Yeah. Way too fancy. Um, that's more fancy than Brenda, right? Easy. Yeah, Carol. Carol. You're Gary and Carol. Carol. Gary I don't want to say Karen because that's, like, I've got yeah, its own thing. But I think, like, taken. yeah, it's, that's, that one's done. But I, mean, I think there's a lot of wild ways to save money, but that is... How, how, how much so how much did he save? Like 150 bucks? Well, extra fees. So what's that? A checking case, probably. So like $50. Yeah. That, for an 11 bucks. and a half flight? 11 and a half hour flight? No yeah. way. Yeah. There you go. That means dollars. What? Buck. Right. Are you, yeah. are you in the middle of lingo now? I'm you? translating. Right. I was going to say pounds. What do you say in the UK? Is well, it not bucks? Quid. Pounds or quid. Oh, okay. But Dan's not British at the moment. Okay, got it. He's in, in NYU. He's in New York. Right, right, right. He, he, we landed in New York, got on the subway from the airport to the hotel, and he was singing the national anthem. Yeah. Um, some some cop you know, did not like it. Yeah. When you've got a pal Brit singing the national anthem, <laughs> it's great. 
The American one, I will say. Oh, okay. Like the okay. Star Spangled Banner. I wasn't like going around singing God Save the King. Yeah. That's that so would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> that would have gone down well. It actually probably would have gone down well. Yeah. Claire, give us your second fact. Okay. So, uh, my second fact is brain fact. So, oh. yeah. Here we go. We are really in. We're in. Yeah. Okay. So, there is a uh, disorder called echinotopsia. Do you guys want to guess what this disorder is? Echinotopsia. A king? King? Like echin? Akin a akinetopsia. Oh, I don't I don't know. Akinetopsia. Mm. I can tell you. I couldn't even guess. I think I think you will see where it comes from when I tell you what it is. Do from your initial first reactions within like half an hour of meeting us, do yeah. Connor or I have it? No. Akinetopsia. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Topsia. Well, <laughs> that goes somewhere. No, just no. Take no? It, please. Okay, it is the inability to perceive motion, and by that, I know that sounds wild. Here's what it is: the people who have this—it's extremely rare. There's only been like a handful of documented cases. They basically see the world in like stop motion. This sounds like me after a few a few heavies. <laughs> Right. A few, a few wets. So the reason I was like, I wanted you to guess is because like kine, like, like kinis. Oh, like, yeah. Like what's that? Kinetics? Like that's motion, yeah, right? right? So a kinetopsia. Yeah. So I've got many, many questions. Yeah. Hold on. I try- love it. I think this is so interesting. Yeah, just quickly, stop motion. You know, like, like Wallace and Gromit. I'm trying to think of it. Oh, got you. So, yeah, so yeah, when you would make a little Play-Doh uh, yeah, yeah, model yeah, got you, got and you would so, take a picture and then put it somewhere else and take another picture. Wow. Yeah. So people literally will see like, if we were talking, they would see like a still image and then it would change and then they would see another still image and then it would change and they would see another still image. Well, I can't help but think that that's going to create crazy vertigo and nausea. Uh, yeah, well, it's so rare. It's literally only been documented in like a handful of cases. Um, I, uh, It's really detrimental for most people yeah, who have it. Quite, it's, yeah. it's quite sad in a yeah. way. I, 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 it, something that really bugs me Yeah. Okay, is the names of things. <laughs> like make it simple. Mm. You know, just why a kid. What would you call it though? Um, akin. <laughs> akin. Just keep that. it simple. Just that is a word. That is a word for something though. So do we know about refresh rate? Ooh. Like, do we know how long they I, see something static for? I think it's different in every case because it is like it's probably a lack of research. There's, oh, yeah. there's like not very much research on it because it really doesn't happen very often and so what's really cool you're gonna hate this because it's all names there's a lot of um places if you have very specific damage in your brain you can lose really specific abilities and we call these things we call it so you can get what's called prosopagnosia which is an inability is that face recognition yes exactly smart see (laughs) so it's when you're face blind Mm mm-hmm so like I could meet you and I could meet you and like know you well and oh, then and tomorrow. Remember someone. So someone you would have to say hi, I'm Connor. You, you know me? I don't think that exists. Isn't that a little bit like really? I think it's people lying. Oh I, my I, gosh. I think it's because the only people Isn't I, that memory loss? Well, so good good question. Dementia um, part like it's it's not. So what it is is it's actually damage to an area in your brain that specializes in face detection. 
Um, it's called the fusiform face area. Of course, yeah, we knew, yeah. yeah, you knew that already. This is, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to test you about this. I'm learning tomorrow. loads. Yeah. And if you have damage in that particular area, you it. What's wild to me about this is you. The rest of your vision is like fully intact. Same with people who have a kinetopsia. Like they can see color, they can see um, faces, they can read, like they can do all of these things, but there's like a very specific thing that gets disrupted and depending on where it is, it manifests differently. So for people of prosopagnosia, yeah, they have damage in this like face area and it means that they basically are unable to like diff- in some cases it's that they can't differentiate faces but in some cases it's that they literally can't even detect faces right wow yeah. uh, because the only people i've ever known or heard about having uh prosopag that prosopagnosia yeah nailed it thank you took me a couple of goes is is famous people right mm-hmm. it's famous people and they're saying it because it's we're a really to- easy get out so we're on to a different echinotopsia that's- now on that's the stop motion disease. That's stop motion. One. Yeah, you remember Akin? Yeah. Akin. Prosopagnosia. Pros. Which is the... Face blindness. Got you. Yeah. It's only ever famous people that say it. Yeah. And it's because it's a really easy get out. Yeah. Like, because I'm, I'm, I've met you loads of times. You know who I am. Yeah. But, you know, they're meeting a lot of people. They are meeting a lot it's of people. It's going to be hard to register. Well, and also, like, they might just have, like, a memory also. Yeah, like, fine. that's... Sorry. I forgot. No, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> like they may also just have like a really bad memory and, but that's not prosopagnosia, right? Cause that's, that's different. Prosopagnosia is like, they can't recognize their own, like at least by face. Why? They can't recognize like their wife or something. But what's wild is that usually if that person, <laughs> this is so funny, it's related. If that person starts moving, yeah. they'll be able to know who it is because their brain is compensating and has learned like <sighs> patterns of walking or this like, is- movement of their yeah, hands or yeah. things that are like really like indicative of that given person my girlfriend is the complete opposite to this she like knows everybody like it's crazy she's so like we was literally at a birthday the other day and the guy was djing and she literally went i know that guy and i was like great where from she was like i don't know literally half an hour later she knew the moment she knew the place she went over to him and she was like do you go to this and then literally was like yeah and then they was oh and That's knew, such a um, skill. And she's really good at films. Mm. What's that person in? Bang, straight away. Like a living IMDb really, kind of Just thing. really, really <laughs> yeah. good at positioning people yeah. in the thing. Whereas oh, I'm terrible. But I think mm. that's my attention span. Yeah. Yeah, I switch off really quick. Yeah. Well, again, there's lots of things. This is like the scientist part of me is like, there's lots of things that could cause like deficits and face, like your ability to remember who people are, right? Mm. This is just one very specific thing. And it's like a place where we can really detect, we know exactly where the disruption is, right? If you have damage in a specific area of your brain, right? So like people can be colorblind because they don't have like the specific sensors in their eyes, right? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, are, are you colorblind? Yeah. Are you red, green colorblind? Oh, it's good uh, for today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's green. It's like green, blue. Oh, I think. that's really uncommon actually. Yeah, I can't tell greens and blues apart at all. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with color. You're good with color. Yeah. If, but you can have it in your eyes or you can actually also have like colorblindness in your brain. Like your eyes can be perfectly intact, yeah. but your brain, the part, it. the part that is processes color, right, is disrupted. So right. it's really cool. I, uh, I just need to pull back here into Claire. Claire's on here as a little sure. mission. Yeah. Yeah. So if Claire could be the new co-host. Could you handle it? I, I've learned more within. But could you handle this on the regular? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, here's here's something that'll blow your mind. I've learned so much already. I was reading so. I was reading something about. I think it's called aphantasia. I think it's called that. It might not. And it's where you can't. People can't visualize things. Aphantasia. I think it's called aphantasia. Like people hope, can't picture I've, things. So I've, I've, hope, I've hosted a festival in the UK called that. Aphantasia. Yeah, it's called aphantasia. It's Amazing. Like a 90s like reloaded festival. It's great. So, so if I say to you, picture a red apple. Uh, can you visualize a red apple? Yeah. People. Some people can't. They cannot. Interesting. They cannot. And I, the person I spoke to who had this was called. Uh, no, it was a, it was an author. And their job as a writer is to write descriptive verse, and he can't, and he can't picture some of it. He was walking along a beach one day, and his son said, "Oh, I can just picture the the, the like a bird flying through the sky." And he went, "What? What do you mean? How shiny is your red apple? My red apple? Mine's shiny. Mm. I feel like mine's kind of dull. I'm, I'm a little red riding hood a little bit. And I, there you I, go. I dip in and out. Sometimes I'm." And I, it fascinates me to picture how you're picturing it. Like, picture, like, my, where, where my, is it in your brain? Like, I, can my, tell, I can tell you, I can tell you. Mine's so just my, on like a blank. My one's peachy. But where, where is it Where is it existing, though? Is so it on a black it's background? It's sort of floating, and I can see a tree behind it. I don't know why. So it's not hanging on the tree, but it's floating in front of the tree. It's shiny, and it's got a little stalk. But for some reason, it's got a leaf on the stalk. Well, just to prove that, I mean, in, in the face of Claire, like, loathing social media, but she did jump jump straight to Google. Is that right? Is it Aphantasia? It is, yeah. It's, like, they said it, I mean, I looked on Wikipedia, so, like, take this with a grain of salt, but it says it's, like, and I imagine it is, really hard to study because yeah. it's all, like, self-report, right? So you can't tell, like, if somebody is just, like, has a really bad imagination or actually has, like, a disorder. Yeah. But that's so interesting. I'd never heard of that. There you go. You're teaching me. Very, very interesting. I'm I'm just taking this all in. I'm gonna go home. My mum's gonna be like, "Where have you been? And why do you know so much stuff?" Do you remember back at school be when right. there were kids that were like enjoying it and learning, and yeah. you you know, spit at them or flick their ears or something, whatever, spit at whatever them. you did, whatever you did. Back spit then. at people. What do you think? Who do you think I am? Is it in American films where they shoot like? Spit oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I spit. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Wet paper. Wet paper. That's totally yeah. different. That this is what they were feeling. Yeah, I'd like, be really excited, right? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's great. Claire's lived her whole life feeling this, and that's why she's doing this. Absolutely. Right. Second fact of the show for me: Before World War Two, everyone in New York City who was moving apartments had to do it on May the first. That was moving day. Before World War Two. Yeah, ju- uh, just because uh, it, well, it was kind of in, in the late 20s where regulations and rules started to change. But on February the 1st of every year, landlords would let tenants know how much their rent increase would be, which would take place three months later on May the 1st. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? If they couldn't afford the new price, tenants had that time to scout out new digs within their budget. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So then on May the 1st... You would move. So May the 1st was moving day in New York City. Feels like back then, then, the, uh, the, uh, there was care yeah. for the people that were but renting. I think they mm-hmm. also, I think they also probably lived in holes, mate. So, Well, I think most people do. So they might have been careful. You can't bloody afford anything. <laughs> A moving van pulled by horses. Here I am renting in London and I'm struggling to buy a pack. This is just the life that I lead. I'd like this life. Yeah, but imagine how easy it was to manipulate the price system here, right? <clears throat> You know that everyone needs one on May the 1st. Jack your moving prices up for the, for the horses that can pull your Why May stuff. the 1st, do we know? Because the rents would go up on the February the 1st, so you would have three months to figure out if you wanted to take the rent or if you wanted to move out. 
Three months is a good amount of time. Oh, yeah. yeah, you yeah. Get... But not if everyone's doing it, surely. Well, <clears throat> I'm very torn here because finding an apartment in New York, as someone who's now done it twice, is basically for like three weeks, it's like a part-time job. Yeah. Like you are, and I'm, is it the same? In... Same in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 50, 60, 70 people queued up outside. Yep, exactly. And half the time before you even got in the door, there's an offer that's been accepted. Yep. Yeah. No, it's exactly the same here. So part of me is a little bit like, well, if all the inventory went up at once, like, would that be easier? Mm. But also I feel like just the collective stress in the city might like, I don't know blow everybody up like it just seems like it would be so everyone's so stressed about moving anyway it's kind of good it's like spaced out we was in a, a, a bar the other day and uh, the, the woman that was serving us said that you just don't buy in new york no one buys everyone buys. Rent. i was literally about to say buy what yeah and then i was yeah. like oh a house yeah, yeah. no <laughs> you just no one buys property no yes yeah, so everyone rents i mean do people buy property in london mm. yeah mm, yeah that that has people do but Good you kind you. of filter further out yeah. Okay, I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Well, that's okay, fine, I'll you, take you it. You have, haven't you? Yeah. Do you struggle to buy a lurk pack? Oh, I wouldn't buy it anyway because it's too pricey for me. Right. Always been too pricey. This is heavy. Lurk pack, butter. Expensive. Oh, butter, yeah. okay, got it. Start, yeah, we're going to move talking about the cost of living. Right, the right, pack, yeah. Really we're, doing like, we're doing like a callback, so we're yeah. like referencing something that happened earlier on. Got but, it. But you got you got the folk of Dan, who live in London. Yes. Buy a lurk pack. They're... He would live in New York and buy, can and I buy ask, eggs, you know. Can I, can I yeah. ask you a question sure. that you have to answer seriously? Yeah. Have you surreptitiously got a Lurpak Butter sponsorship and you need to say their name as many times as possible? <laughs> Are they paying you to do this? No, and actually as well, I would have mentioned Lurpak. I would mention the Aldi version, which is Norpak. Much better. <laughs> We've got a shop called Aldi. I've heard of it. It's great. Yeah, everything that Tesco do, but it's cheaper and doesn't, have the same name. I think we have all these here, but we de- we definitely don't have Tesco. If you go to an old get Nurpak, Norpak, one of Nurpak. them. I can't remember what it's either that. Okay. Get it, it's great. Okay. I'm not sure I can cheat on my local food town, but we'll okay. see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good fact, this, and it's one that I think we should think about today. Be nice to have a little price increase and think about it. I think. Usually I get two days. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I thought yeah. you wanted the price, but you want it specified. Yeah, you want three, to three know. Three months to think about it as well is nice. But then, but then it's a bum fight, right? Then the race is on. You've got three months. Everyone's trying to get a new yeah, You flat. get like a day. It's like you rent this. Yeah. A friend of mine in London, his rent went up like 600. And he's like, well, obviously I've got to move. He had to go back to his parents. The rent went. He's like, it's ridiculous. Welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. Each week, we'll be digging into an intuitive and inclusive approach to our health and well-being as we're joined by leading experts, friends of mine, and you to hear more about the journey of letting go of diet culture and feeling good in the skin you're in. It's a podcast for everyone, no matter what body you're in. You can find us wherever you found this podcast. Just search Train Happy wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, last facts of the show. Hey, if you're enjoying things and you want... We have merch, by the way. Oh, yeah. very fancy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. It's good. Fancy. Oh. It's like really good, slightly shabbily made and just above market value. Hell yeah. yeah. So We it's... don't like to mention him. We sort of made a pact that we wasn't going to mention him, but we had a guy that was on it before. His name was Mark. Mm-hmm. You auditioned into Phil Mark's Replace. spot. Of course. You, have you got ideas for merch? <laughs> oh, so many. Great. Yeah, well, you'd be fine then. Mark had that. Socks, tote bags, T-shirts, water <laughs> bottles. Socks, yeah. And a bunch of badges that never got sent. We can and, give you one. And also the logo that, we, that they made... <laughs> Uh, uh, just think of two perfect colours that brilliantly go together, pink and orange, and, oh, make, heck yeah. and make, make merch out of that. Because if ever you, you know when you go in your wardrobe and you think, oh, I'd like to wear a nice t-shirt today. No, I could do I'm stuff. going to wear the pink and orange t-shirt that cost me <laughs> loads of pounds yeah. that has baffled slaps. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what this weather calls for? The, mer- the merch of that podcast that I sometimes listen yeah. to. But seriously, oh, for the merch? seriously, if you, if you do what, please... Yeah. You know, we do get a cut, so it's bafflepod.com. Yeah, we've got a website. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we've got a website for the merch. Oh, yeah. merch at no one's Yeah, bafflepod.com. <laughs> Adam, was that a good enough sale? Right, I last facts of the show. <laughs> uh, Connor, take it away. What's fact number three? Right. Are you having fun? I am. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay. Right, so less than 5% of the planet's oceans have been explored. Yeah, this is, this is classic. This is, I love that. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is a classic one. Yeah. We know more about... Um, What's happening in our solar system? I think we, we, we all, I think it's we know more about what's happening on Mars than we do about the ocean. Yeah, less than something 5%. like that. That is crazy. Which think I mean, how much it hasn't been explored. I mean, what's there? Yeah, what's under it? This is there's a I I now I'm like there's a saying which could mean anything, but it's that the three main unexplored or the three main unexplored frontiers are. Outer space, the deep seas, and the brain. Yeah. Actually, so there you go. Wow. And mm-hmm. do we know how much of the brain hasn't been explored? Oh, you couldn't even quantify it because... because they don't know what exists? Well, we don't know. Like, there's yeah, so yeah. much we don't know about the brain. Do you know what I'd love? Mm-hmm. Um, you, like, one of those limitless pills. Have you got one of those? Oh, my gosh. Can you prescribe me one? Um, this is so <laughs> funny. On. Yeah. Can you prescribe stuff? You know, like one of those oh, limitless I'm, pills. Oh, I'm, I'm not one of those doctors, unfortunately. No, have you got one? Like, under the, like one of those ones that lets me access night, the rest, all of my brain. This is you another... Like in the drawer. <laughs> yeah, well, you know... That's how I get my work done. That, they say that we don't use half of our brain. That's not true, though. But 
That's a that's a that's a that's a non. What do you call it? What do you put in the bin? It's not in the bin of nonsense. In the bin, bin of, of nonsense. nonsense. It's a bin of nonsense fact. Oh. Yes, we do. Not, not, not a pub fact. Not pub ammo. Pub. Pub ammo. There you go. You yeah. Down the pub. So that, you want a fact? I don't know what this is. You know we're in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in the pub. You're having a little swift one and you think, I want to sell a fact to the table. Oh, okay. That's what we have. We have the pub ammo. Oh, pub ammo. Yeah, okay. which is facts for the pub, for the got pub. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Then we've got the bin of nonsense. Bin of nonsense. Okay. I think this is full on bin of nonsense, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, the, the limitless thing? Yeah. Mm. But I saw I that. I don't know about half No, the I brain. saw that documentary with... um. Bradley Cooper in it. Was that a documentary? Nope, that's no. Limitless. No. <laughs> that's the I movie. Saw, saw, oh, okay, fine. It's literally the, the, the uh, film right, yeah. that you've just mentioned. I, saw, I, I thought, yeah. yeah. Not a documentary. Moment, that. Uh, <laughs> Tragically. Yeah, I saw the film with Bradley Cooper, so that's not true at all. No, it's it's like, not the we're not using thing. all of our brain at, at any like given time, basically, but like, there's no way to say we're only using this percent of our brain, right? It's all active. Oh, here's a question, sorry. No, no, no. Do you think that this is why less than 5%, like, we're not capable in a way, like, people aren't able to, uh, like... I don't know, like it's overwhelming to explore that amount of an ocean. Like, do you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like you can't actually indulge that amount Maybe of there's information. No... It's like... Well, also, if you think about... I mean, again, I'm just thinking, like, exploring land, right? It's it's two-dimensional. Yeah, you're just you're just going across, right? It's such, such a big thing for us as but, humans to... Yeah, but the ocean is, like, you, you have three axes on yeah, which yeah. you're exploring, right? So, like, no, I don't even know how you would begin to explore the And I guess ocean. there's maybe no... There's no profit. There's no benefit in it. Here's a question. You never know, actually, though. You could find things. Yeah. Boats. Here's a question. Maybe my friend Hamish's ring that fell off when we were in Suffolk. You know... Uh, His mum gave you know, ast- it. It was really sad. That's sad. You know yeah, astronauts. It slipped off. Uh, you know astronauts and people who study space are yes. fascinated with, like, searching, for instance, the Big Bang. What was the genesis of the universe? Or what's, mm-hmm. in, a bit, what's in a black hole? What's it made out of? That's the big questions, the, the holy grails for uh, astrologers and astronomers. You really turn it on, don't you, when you're what, with other people? What, what, what's, <laughs> what, what, what's the big, like, what's the deal with the brain? Like, what's the holy grail of, of questions that we are asking about the brain? Oh, that's such a good question. It's just you turn it on. I mean, I'm always I, like this. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> like, what's the big thing that we are wondering that, like, that could blow this wide open? Such a good question. I've completely lost the question. No, I think it's like, I mean, I, honestly, there's so much. I I think a big thing, and there are people who study this, like, this is all they do all day for, like, mm. their entire careers. But I think there's a lot that we don't understand about um, memory and how memory is stored, right? So, like, how how do you, like... Think about it. your brain is actually. I don't want to knock the mic around. Your brain, if, if you go like this, it's literally only this big. You think of the human brain as being much bigger, but this is it. It's that's really, it. That's it. It's really small. Yeah. So for, how for, do you fit entire lifetime? Can I do the radio thing and just yeah, just it. for, for oh, people. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> for people listening, it's it's your it's, your it's two, two fists knuckles. put together. Well, yeah, but by knuckle touching as yeah. opposed to. Yeah. So, so it, it's the size of two fists clenched together. Two fists clenched together. That's your brain. So it's really small, but like we, if you think about everything that we can do and everything that we remember, it's kind of wild that we're able to put all of that in such a small space. So like, incredible. we if, know wow. a little bit, but there's so much that we don't know. If you if you have a bigger brain, do you have a bigger brain? Are you smarter? Good question. Um, 
It's not a linear relationship. So basically, which is, I know, like an annoying way of saying, like, kind of. Einstein had a really big brain. Um, So, like, we know that that, and he was very, very smart. Can you relate it to the stomach? To the stomach. Like like, stomach, you eat more food. mm, No, I wouldn't say that. Because there's also gender difference. So the other thing is, like, you don't want to, this should have been my third fact. Damn. But, um... There was a type of science for a while called phrenology okay. that had to do with like the size and shape of your skull. And people thought that that had like something to do with how smart you were or like different traits. Um, that was a complete pseudoscience. It didn't like uh. it didn't happen at all. It was honestly like used to, um, quote unquote, validate a lot of like really racist beliefs really? at the okay. time and things like that and that women were you know women had smaller heads and therefore were very fragile and couldn't learn as much and blah 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 okay. you know um very much in the vein of like you know oh women yeah they they're not good at learning how to read you know yeah. stuff like that yeah. um so brain size in general like there's so many other factors okay. that go into it but by the same token, like, there is this really famous example of Einstein having just, like, a gargantuan head. <laughs> so, like, there must be some correlation. Yeah, that might be okay. random. I mean, you're speaking to two people who, by their own admission, have odd-shaped heads, right? You and me. Oh. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? We, we, both, we both said that. We both admitted this to each other. Yeah. No, I just didn't want to remind them when I'm on my holidays. My holiday bobs. And you're holiday, 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 holiday. Yeah, I've got a big head. Yeah, I also have a Friends big head. Friends called me satellite holiday. dish once. <laughs> This is, yeah. Hmm. How do we get from the sea to that? I know. Um, from your wonderful education. Oh, to... what was the big the big question in the brain? Which I think for the... It was memory, right? I said memory, but there's so many. Like, personality is also, like, a big one, um, I would say. We know a lot about, like, the very basic things. We know a lot about, like, sensation and perception. So, like, how our nerve endings, like, connect to our brains and stuff. Yeah. But the higher order stuff, like planning um, and developing, like, personalities and things like that, like, that's relatively unknown. Like, we're not positive how, you know, all of that stuff how happens. we are who we are. I can't yeah. wait to listen back to this episode. Yeah, a few I times. cannot wait. I want to get some sweet, chilly sensations. A little diet coke. I tell you what. So when you said sensation, I'm just going to listen. I want to make sure that every bit of what has come out of Claire's <laughs> mouth I know about because it's incredible. When Claire said the word sensations, I first thought of the crisps. Sweet chili. Yeah, we got a crisp called a sweet chili sensation in the UK. Yeah. I've never heard of this. You no. can't get them from Aldi. Oh, they're sensational. Oh, okay. They are really you'll, you'll get like the feet filly sensation. Okay. That's how Aldi works. <laughs> It's like just a little bit yeah. off. Yeah, a little bit off. So we've we've come to America because we know that there is a like a hotbed of uh, people that listen to the show, and we're just immediately alienating all of them by talking about Aldi. Yeah. What's your next fact, Claire? All right. So this is for the Americans. Um, nobody can agree on how long the California coastline is. Why? Yeah. Great so, question. So so the California like research services they say that it's 840 miles long but the uh i have NOAA here i forget what the acronym is they say that it's 3427 miles long so big difference and but technically they're both correct and i love this fact and how because it depends how you measure it so if you are measuring it basically to see like from tip to 
uh, like the very bottom of California to the very top and you're just kind of drawing like as straight a line as you can, then you get about 840 miles, right? That's roughly the distance it would take. Like, let's say you were flying. Mm. It would take about that long. But if you think about somebody who maybe wants to like sell oceanfront property or something okay. like that, <clears throat> they're going to care about all of the Swiggies, little yeah, yeah ins oh. and outs and stuff, right? Yeah. So they're going to say there's a ton more oceanfront property than there actually is, or not than there actually is. That there is, right? Yeah. So they're going to say each of those kind of ins and outs, what the first measure might have taken to be, I don't know, a mile, may actually, if you were to like lay down a ruler, like... What are those tools that people use on um, oh, football fields? Yeah, so you got like the. I know exactly the thing you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Like, if you were to like roll it. around on the yeah, beach yeah, yeah. like that, it would come up and say maybe it's four miles. Well, so surely talk- that's the answer. Well, but is it? So yeah. You're talking about like if you had like five properties mm-hmm. lined up. The if you were to just measure the line of that, mm-hmm. it would obviously be a lot shorter than if you used to go like round the kind of entrance to the house into exactly. the garage cove into the. Like, yeah. No, surely mm. because the country with the longest coastline in the world is Canada, because yes. it's got a lot of squiggly wigglies. Yes. So if you're counting that, then you have to count that for the scientific California. term squiggly wigglies. Yeah. Squiggly um, wigglies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, right? Like, if I'm flying, I really enjoyed you doing that. Thank you. <laughs> if um. If I'm flying, it's what I care about, right? Is that it's 840 miles. Yeah, but you, it's not the I same. Really it's not the same thing. But flying's not the same thing, right? I just, I just Fly, yeah, yeah, but, moment. But flying <laughs> isn't <laughs> the same as the coastline. Yeah, it's two different things. No, well, you know but, about science, so don't you? But one is like kind of the like they're both right, right? They're just answering different questions. So you, as a scientist, yes. if someone, one of your students, mm-hmm. you know, asked you and you say, well, they're both, well, they're both right. Well, they're yeah. both wrong. You you would be unhappy. No, I would be thrilled. Oh, okay, fine. I would literally be thrilled because I think that that's like one of the most important things a student can learn is that like there's different, like a question can have two answers. They can both be right. And it depends on the context. Is that the same, but with something that's like metrically verifiable, is that, is that all right? Well, there's some things where it's like, how, like, I don't know. Now I can't think of like a single thing that would be like that. Like how much is a pound, right? That's like a measure or something. But there's a lot of questions that have multiple answers, you know? And I think that being able, yeah, that's got a billion answers, right? But I think being able to tolerate like a little bit of the like, oh, I didn't think about it that way, but that's a good, like, that's definitely a possibility or that's an answer is really like the first step of scientific thinking in a way, right? Yeah. Because that's going to help you be a better scientist. It's going to help you think about how you're asking your questions and what the different alternative answers are. And, oh, yeah, you, you know, you study and do a lot with social media. And I guess if more people were like, you know what, I don't know. And there could mm. be two answers to this. The world would be a much healthier place, right? Yeah. I mean, I with social media, for example, a lot of times people use um, this is something I'm actively working on right now. Um, A lot of times people use like sharing data. So like how many times a tweet gets retweeted as like a measure of what people are interested in. Right. But that's not just what people are interested in. That's also what you want other people to think you're interested in. Right. So I just published a paper that looked at um, clicking behavior on news headlines that was like private and like people didn't even really know they were being recorded its old um, historical data. And we find like some differences between what we found um, 
what we find when we look at sharing data compared to clicking data, right? But we act as if they they kind of are measuring the same thing. Wow. Yeah. So we find like, just the spoiler alert, like we find a lot less evidence that like super high intensity emotions like anger are driving clicking. We know anger drives sharing, but it looks like actually sadness might be driving private clicking behavior. <sighs> lots, uh, lots to take in. It's been a moment this year. Last fact of the show. The longest word entered in most standard English dictionaries is 45 letters long. It's called... <clears throat> New Mono Ultra Microscopic Silicon Coniosis. I'm absolutely done. It's a lung. It's a type of <laughs> lung disease, which is it's a shame, out. right? No way. Yeah. The longest word, the technical longest word is 189,819 letters long, but who's going to put that in a dictionary? What? So. What word is that? Is that like just word that is the longest st- word? Yeah, I, I, no, yeah. I think it's like so a. Th- I think it's offensive. Imagine being diagnosed with a lung disease. You're going through enough, aren't you? And then the doctor reads that out. Well, You're not you, even going to be able to say it. Well, if you, <laughs> you were a scientist, you, you would just... This comes back to your pet peeves of naming, right? Yeah, but if I'd you be, were a scientist, like, you'd just say, what are we going to call this? No. Yeah, but that is, that's no. a wind-up. Yeah. Uh, new mono-ultra-microscopic. <laughs> you are right. It would, you would be annoyed. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hold on a minute, Doc. I've got a lung disease. I probably won't have a little Google on that. Yeah. I can't bloody say. Or spell. Starting? I've got to tell people this. That is yeah. ridiculous. Doesn't need to be that long. New mono-ultra-microscopic coniosis. Yeah, it's pointless. Nailed I mean, it. I've it... got nothing to say on it other than it's ridiculous. What about yourself? I'm just trying to think about what it might be. Does it have to do with like this, like the cilia, like in the lungs? Well, it's being got a volcano in there. I think it does, but I'm imagining that's like because it's conic, right? Is conic also in there? I'm like trying to pull uh, out words. Mic- it was microscopic. Oh, microscopic. Microscopic silicovolcano coniosis. Coniosis. Okay, that's the part that I got. I have no idea what that is. I like the fact you tried to break it down. I tried, and I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. I failed. I have I no clue. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah. Ridiculous. You're like, I don't like it, yeah. and, I, and I won't tolerate yeah. it yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. That's what, what, what is it, though? Like, It's a lung disease. And that's... That's as far as we got. Got uh, it. And I think yeah. that's as far as you would get if you got diagnosed with it. So yeah. you'd be like, I'm already sick of it. Yeah. You know? I'm annoyed I've got it. It's not great, and the words annoyed me. Wow. Not a good day for people, when I think, when you get diagnosed with that, sadly. 
Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. Um, it's been an absolute joy. And I think, you know, in, in co-host auditions, I think you've done a very good job. Right, there. I need to, oh, I need you, to get you. something off my chest as well. I need to open up about something. People who listen to the podcast, they're going to be very aware that I have a go at science a lot. I do. I kind of think that we always... Uh, we bring so many facts. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, science. Well, oh, they science done it. Well, you've, sh- you've shown the full gamut here because you've been, you know, very yeah. nice and kind to Claire and then but you, I can, you I, slagged I can, off this lung disease within like two seconds. <laughs> I want to openly admit it. Oh, I'm f***ing Wiggly, wiggly. So, <laughs> I, I... Yeah. I liked when you, I just wanted to say I liked when you done that. It's been the highlight for me in the three years doing Baffled. Ah, oh, love it. Yeah. Um, so, I, 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 I kind of say, oh, you know, we, we science this, science that. I would like to say that um, I appreciate science a lot more after meeting you. Oh, thank yeah. you. And you're a wonderful person. I've learned a lot. I really try hard to, like, when I teach and stuff, not be very, like, ivory tower, like, oh, it's just because of this. Like, it's, like, good to explain, like, what the point of this stuff well, is and what we don't me. know. It always annoyed me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I like, get that. Like, oh, science is, you know. But now I'm like, no, you, I get it. I think I, as I... I want to sit back and listen. When, when, it's changed my opinion of science. When you're at school, I think, you know, science is taught to you because it has to be, especially when you're younger, as a very linear, this is right, this is wrong. And every science teacher had bad breath at my school. <laughs> Never engaged. They'd yeah. be over there with a the Bunsen burner, coffee, you know. Mm. i disengaged. Yeah. It wasn't my thing. You thank you very <laughs> you don't have bad breath oh thanks I that's chewed a great. piece of gum before this <laughs> yeah that's, that's why I was engaged perfect yeah. Claire thank you so much for coming on the show thank normally so I would write to socials or something but you don't you're I don't tired really of have that. it yeah oh, not only do you not want people to go on your socials because you don't have them you don't want them to go on any socials probably yeah I will say my if you want to follow me on Twitter because I do sometimes post about my research that's uh, C Robertson 500 mm. um, and if you want to know more about our research you can check out our lab website which I think is just vanbavellab.com Jay Van Babel is my advisor also like really interesting thing to go and oh, I'm going to check that out I want to yeah. know more yeah yeah and uh, we need to also talk about the fact that you was on to audition See if you oh, yeah, I just said, I thought she did a, I thought she did a good job. You see, I'm sh- I've got to be I, I, My worry is, I, I don't sh- know if you can handle this every week. Least <laughs> the point. Fantastic. Would be great. I would I would struggle. We would need to do two episodes a year because you need... Well, pro- we, yeah. uh, process Pro- time. <laughs> yeah. Pro- you're processing. Process- yeah, I'm going to be processing. Like a computer from kind of 1994. <sighs> what an episode. I feel like I need a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Bafflepod.com if you want to say hello. Fantastic merch yeah, there. Socks, yeah. <laughs> we'll sort you some socks. Lo- lovely oh, colour. We'll, we'll send them Do you out. Like purple, pink, and yet orange? I love those colours. Yeah, great. Great. We'll get you some socks. See you next week. The search carries on. Thank you very much for listening. Claire, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.